oftentimes our purpose comes from our pain, you know, uh, and so you can't manufacture that, <laughs> you know, pain and, and personal experiences, hardships that we've experienced and obstacles that we've had to overcome. And oftentimes our purpose comes out of those. That's Markel Morris, career counselor, lecturer, and founder of Futures in Motion. She's our guest on today's episode of Designing Your Career and Life, Your Path to a Meaningful Life. It's a podcast brought to you by the UCLA Career Center. I'm your host, career and life coach, Jordan Manis. Each week, we feature an interview with diverse professionals discussing provocative career-related topics that inspire, transform, and empower you on a path towards a meaningful life. My guest today is Markel Morris, founder of Futures in Motion, which helps clients navigate the job market, whether they are re-entering the job market or realigning their career after facing life-altering circumstances. Markel is a career counselor and coach with more than 20 years of experience. She's the author of Fast Track Your Career and Create a Career You Love, Five Steps to Define Your Next Career Move. She's also an associate faculty member at Santa Monica College and an adjunct career counselor at Cypress College. And now, my conversation with Markel Morris. Well, Markel, it's so great to have you on the show. Uh, you and I go way back. You've got an incredibly rich background in terms of being in the career planning space, but you and I overlapped at the UCLA Career Center uh, a number of years ago. And one of the biggest memories I have of that time is that you were, you were and probably are a fellow music lover. And I remember that. And unfortunately, Michael Jackson passed away during the time that we worked together. And you were the one who broke the news to me and to some of our other colleagues as you were going up and down the hallway telling people that he had passed away and he had passed away in the Ronald Reagan hospital, not more than a hundred yards from our building. Do you remember that time? Yeah, actually, um, I think that the anniversary of that was just a few days ago. And so it was coming up in my memories and it, it brought me all the way back to, I, I remember because I came out on TMZ and don't ask me why I was following TMZ and a friend of mine texted me and I'm like, what? And I said, that's what all this is going on down there. And sure enough, yeah, I remember, I totally remember that day. And it was like, how do we get off campus now? How do I go back home? It was huge. Yeah, I remember. it. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so forever you're in my memory banks as the voice who broke the Michael Jackson news. But, um, you know, we're in a different time of transition now with the pandemic shifting a little bit. And I'm curious about your thoughts on people who are starting new beginnings. A lot of people are starting new beginnings, whether they're Bruins who have just graduated or, you know, folks coming out of the pandemic a little bit. And do you just have some general advice as we start today with um, people who are starting a new chapter in their life? Yeah, well, I'm definitely noticing that with um, the students that I'm working with, but also uh, my clients in, in my business. A lot, a lot of people during this time you know, it was almost like a forced transition. It, it slowed people down and it gave them the opportunity to really, you know, consider what mattered most to them. And as we both can, you know, probably relate to, we had more time with family, 
we had more time to, you know, focus on our health and our overall well-being. And we realized that we weren't doing enough of that before. <laughs> and so I've noticed some shifts. And when I'm working with my clients, I mean, the most important thing I think that people can do is allow themselves the opportunity to really reflect on what matters most to them and how they want to, how do they want that to be integrated into their work moving forward and to take a, a more holistic look at their careers and not just their careers, their lives. You know, so we all want to make an impact, but we also have bills to pay. You know, we have strengths that we enjoy using and ones that we maybe don't want to use so much, but really taking that step back and reflecting on what meaningful work looks like now and what they want it to be in the future. 100% agree with you on that one. And I wonder about the job seeker who perhaps isn't as focused in terms of what he or she knows they don't know what they're looking for. They're not sure what would be a good fit for them. What advice might you have for someone who's just feeling a little bit lost as they start their job search or think about their career? Well, I think that's a great um, time for them to uh, take a step back and and do some self-assessment. And a a lot of, um, my sister's a marketing person and she says, "Let let the data tell you what to do. So get some personal data. You have done something. <laughs> so you have, you've worked on projects, you've gone through college, you've, you've traveled perhaps. I mean, you've, you've done some things. So take the time to do a skills assessment. Take some time to brainstorm what you know how to do. Take some time to really look at your natural strengths, um, your personal preferences, your personality characteristics, and really gather that personal data and look at what are some of the common themes uh, that you find across all of those dimensions. And then ask yourself, well, where, and ask others, because I have this mix of attributes and, and preferences, where might I be able to do this work? Where might I be able to apply this in a meaningful way? And I also think it's helpful for people to, you know, we talk about passions. This doesn't have to be like those burning desires that wake you, spring you out of bed in the morning. But what are, you know, what are the causes that, you know, attract your attention? You know, I'm, in, I'm interested in music. You know, I'm interested in, you know, the grief support world. I like events. You know, what are those um, natural interests that you have and how can you put that together with your strengths and your preferences? What would be a baby step, you know, to explore that? Yes, Markel, I, I agree with that. And, and this is an interesting one for me because so much is talked about in terms of finding meaning and purpose in a career. And you talked about doing that self-assessment and getting some data points on yourself. And I think that's wonderful. However, as folks try to figure out their purpose, that's a kind of a whole new ball game in some ways. Do you have advice for people who are trying to figure out, they're like, what is my purpose? Is it the same as what you just said about doing that self-assessment? Is there, are there, is there some other secret sauce? <laughs> no, I think it's the same, but I, I also want to, you know, add some perspective to this whole idea of purpose, right? So when we talk about purpose, you know, people think so, you know, like lofty, like my purpose, like Mother Teresa or, you know, Martin Luther King, you know, all these big, great names that we know of, and they did these, you know, amazing things in society, but purpose could be just <laughs> getting up and doing an honest day's work, you know, collecting a paycheck so you can support your family. I mean, so that you can 
you know, save towards a house. So you can go on vacation and give yourself an experience. And so I think people would um, do well to define what purpose means for them. You know, what does purpose mean for you? And then what does that practically look like in your life? So your, your sense of purpose doesn't have to be the same as somebody else's, you know, and that takes a little bit of, you know, maturity and that takes a little bit of, you know, self-awareness to be able to, because people are not going to necessarily understand why you, this is meaningful and purposeful to you. So that's one part of it. But the other part of it is oftentimes our purpose comes from our pain, you know, uh, and so you can't manufacture that, <laughs> you know, pain and, and personal experiences, hardships that we've experienced and obstacles that we've had to overcome. And oftentimes our purpose comes out of those. Yes, that's great perspective, Markel. Thank you for that. And and you and your personal life have overcome some tremendous tragedy, the loss of your husband weeks before your first anniversary, overcoming a brain tumor diagnosis, um, just incredible resilience. And I'm curious if if you can share some of the lessons you've learned through those experiences. And there are many people out there who are facing their own significant challenges who could probably use a little bit of advice. Yes. Um, well, I think, you know, what's interesting, and I share this, you know, when I talk with people is that all of this also happened in the midst of, you know, career transition as well, you know, being in a place, I wasn't, I was in a place where my career was, I was taking a sabbatical, I'll put it that way. And so I was, everything was in upheaval, you know, my finances, my career, my personal, everything was, and my health, my physical health. And, you know, after I had brain surgery, I actually was on a walker for several months. And so I didn't even have the, the full mobility at that time. And even though I'm fine now, it did have lasting effects. And so I've had to make, you know, adjustments in different ways for how I operate now. I'm fine, but every time you encounter something, it leaves a scar, you know, it leaves its mark literally. Um, so what I found myself at the end of these experiences, as you can imagine, because they happen right one after the other. It's probably like 18 months of like complete life upheaval. And I'm like, wow, I couldn't catch my breath before something else happened. And those are the highlights. There were other things that happened. I was just like, what is going on? You know, so I found myself at the end of this, you know, physically healed, you know, emotionally healing, spiritually healing. And like, well, what do I do now? You know, and going back to purpose, my purpose at that time, career-wise was just to pay my bills and, you know, have something to do every day. That was pretty basic at that point, but you find yourself wanting more. And I'm like, well, what is more? And up to that point, I had enjoyed my career. It was great, but everything was on the table. Like all these big things have happened. Surely I'm meant to be doing big things from this point forward. And so I went on that quest. I was searching and I found myself at that crossroads that a lot of people find themselves at and I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I'm a career counselor. How do I not know what to do? <laughs> you know? And I said, well, I kind of put myself in the shoes of a client. And like, if, if a client came to me with all this, what would I have them do? And I just started doing that. So what I started doing was I journaled. I, I started journaling specifically about um, what I wanted to be, what I wanted to have, what I wanted to do. And I just carried a notebook with me. I called it my dream catcher. And every time something came to mind, I just wrote it down. I just wrote it down. And then over time, I started noticing, noticing recurring themes that started emerging. And I um, 
I did the career assessments again. I went, I did the um, strong, I did the Myers-Briggs, I did the strengths finder, I did skills. I did, I did the career assessments too. So I had my vision and then I had, you know, a relook at my strengths and my preferences and all of that. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? And what ended up happening is I took the best parts of my previous career. And then I added, you know, some other new interesting layers to it. And then I, I kind of took some steps forward with that. And I have to say, initially, it didn't feel quite right. It didn't feel quite right. I still felt that something was missing, but I learned how to trust the process. And I said, by taking action on what I do know, clarity will eventually come. And it did. And one, one day I had an encounter with someone, just like a benign you know, encounter and a conversation that, and everything completely came into focus and it energized me and motivated me. You know what I've always appreciated about you, Markel, is that you you have this realistic sense and practical sense about you in addition to, you know, the optimism and and hope and belief in, you know, people finding great meaning and purpose, but you also break it down into practical steps and you give people a dose of reality that they often need. And, and you applied that to your own life. I think that's amazing. And your resilience is incredible. I, I really respect that. And, you know, what's interesting is that the um, World Economic Forum has the top 10 skills of 2025 um, that they've put out. And on that list of 10 is resilience and, um, <laughs> you know, also along with stress tolerance and flexibility. I mean, that makes the list of the top 10 skills of the future. And you've been able to develop these. Um, how can others develop that important ability to deal with stress, to be flexible? Because um, that's a critical skill right now. Is it something that can be developed uh, without going through challenges? Or is that something that, you know, just comes through the experience of life? I mean, I, I mean, res resilience in stress tolerance, I mean, you need stress, you need some kind of challenge, you need some kind of pain in order to even activate those attributes. Otherwise, you're just kind of bopping along, which I was, you know, um, and we have little stressors, of course, little dealing with traffic, you know, conflict with, you know, a, a spouse or a friend or somebody you're in relationship with. I mean, we have those little things, but these are like big things that I experienced. These, these things literally changed how I physically operate in the world. I mean, these things changed my identity. You know, they, they changed my livelihood. So those are, so you have a choice. And I, I made the choice. I came to a place where Am I just going to allow these experiences to defeat me or am I going to give myself a chance? And I decided, and it was a decision I had to make. I didn't just like, oh, you know, all of this thing, all of these things just sort of flourished in my life. I had to make a conscious decision that I wasn't going to give up and I was going to at least give myself a chance to try to have a better life, that the rest of my life was going to be good. It was going to be different, but that didn't mean it couldn't also be good and satisfying. And I, I was determined to figure out how to make that. So, and it was, it started with that choice. Um, and before going into this, I always, you know, my family, we have this, you know, the saying faith, family, and friends. And that was a sort of a perspective that I, and you know, Jordan, I prioritize my personal life. 
you know, that was always more important to me than, than career and work. I mean, I was a hard worker, you know, I was dedicated, you know, I did all of that, but if it came up to like doing something with my family or coming to work on a Saturday, I was going to do something with my family, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I always lived by that. And so I had already invested in the foundation that I needed that I didn't even know I was going to need. I, um, you know, I'm a faith-based person. So I invested in my spiritual, my spiritual life. And that was always a part of, of who I was. I didn't shy away from that either at work. People knew that. And my family was, was important to me and my friends were important to me. So I've, those were the, my priorities. And then when I needed the support, when I needed that compass of, you know, what is the world all about and what is life all about? I already had the foundation established. And so how can people, it's so it's both. So you need the foundation. So then when you do hit the rough patches, you could just lean into it. And then that activates your resilience. Then that activates your hope. You know, then that activates your stress tolerance. That's beautifully said. And I think that's really helpful for folks dealing with stressful situations and challenges in their life. And, and you talked about the importance of designing not just a career that you are fulfilled by, but designing a life uh, that fulfills you and sustains you. And you've actually mentioned on your website that your goal is to empower clients from a place of possibility and abundance. I think that's really intriguing. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by that? So, you know, like you, like you said, um, I, when you hit really difficult times, you can't see possibilities. You, you don't, or, or when you're starting out perhaps in your career, you don't really see what's possible for you. And um, you see limitations you see limitations and that's, that's kind of part of who we are. And I think naturally when we're starting on a path that's uncertain or unknown to us, we have a tendency to focus on what's not there <laughs> as opposed to focusing on what's there. And I um, had to train myself through, through mindfulness and, you know, the journaling was part of it. Affirmations, reframing, you know, in counseling world, cognitive behavioral therapy, but in the other world, it's affirmations and reframing. And um, so I had to learn how to train my mind to see possibilities and opportunities where it wasn't obvious. And I had to believe, I had to learn how to believe that even though I couldn't see it yet, you know, there's power in the yet, that if I took steps that the path would unfold. Markel, you have had an, you know, an interesting career. It hasn't been all at the same place for a long, long time doing the same thing. And in today's gig economy with pivoting and remote work and technology, there's a lot of uncertainty and some people see it as a lack of security. But what do you see it as? How do you see the world of work now um, unfolding from here moving forward? Well, that's interesting that you say that because I don't know where this came from for me, but at the start of my career, I felt that, you know, making a commitment to one employer for the entirety of my career was the biggest risk I could take. (laughs) And so I 
I decided early on in my career that I could always take my, my brain with me, my knowledge, my skills, my abilities, and my relationships with me. And so that was what was portable. So at any time, you know, when I entered the job market, I entered, I entered the job market after undergrad during a recession. And then after grad school, you know, during a down economy and early in my career, there were down economies. And so I saw the effects of people who had been working at a company for 20, 30 years. And then one day they just weren't (laughs) anymore. And they had, they didn't know what to do and they were completely caught caught flat footed. And I said, I don't want to be that person. So I invested again in my relationships. I invested in learning. You know, if I had the opportunity to go through a a training program, a leadership program or personal development program, I took the opportunity to do that, to gain my, you know, insight as well as to learn new tools and new knowledge. And I just have continuously done that. I, I think the, the direction that we're moving in is, is not really new, it's just more people are aware of it. It's always been this way. And I, I think it's really exciting. I think it's exciting um, and you don't have to be an entrepreneur, you don't have to start a business or what have you. But again, going you can you really have the ability to design the lifestyle that you want. Maybe that's the message you would put on uh, your banner. If there, you know, there's little planes that go by the beach and they have a banner. Uh, If you could have any message attached to one of those banners as the planes going across the beach and everybody's looking up and and seeing a message that you have for the world, Markel, what, what message would you put on that banner? My message would be, you can do it. (laughs) I, um, in, in my reinvention journey and I was, you know, doing my journaling and my brainstorming. And that was a question that I asked, you know, myself that I answered is like, what is some, what is one message that I would want everybody to know as you can do it. That's awesome. Um, thank you for that. And, and Markel, this has been so great, but if people want to learn more about you or stay connected with you, how can they go about doing that? I think the easiest way would be do a Google search for uh, my name, Markel Morris, or my company, Futures in Motion, and I'll come up. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook, and Futures in Motion is is the handle for, for all of that. Markel, this was so dynamite. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jordan. I appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Tune in to the next episode of Designing Your Career in Life for another provocative interview discussing career-related topics that inspire, transform, and empower you on a path towards a meaningful life. Remember, every single one of you has a purpose. It's developed from your passion. And when one is on point with that purpose, it can help change the world for the better. I'm Jordan Manis reminding you to design your life or someone else will. See you next time.